On today's Family Vacationer, we're going to talk about some exciting destinations for 2020. We're also going to update our list of cool travel gadgets. Episode 11 starts now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Happy New Year, friends. Welcome to the Family Vacationer. I'm Danny. And I'm Rob. And this is episode 11. We are really excited to start 2020 with some fun destination suggestions. Now, some places that you may know about and some that may be a surprise. We're also going to update our must-have travel gadgets for the new year. Rob's going to talk about some domestic locations, and I'll be talking about some interesting international family travel destinations. All right, before we get going, we'd like to ask for a really small favor. If you enjoy the Family Vacationer, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com backslash the family vacationer and follow the simple instructions. We greatly appreciate your support of the show. So let's start our look of 2020 travel destinations here in the U.S. Now, certainly this isn't, this isn't an exhaustive list. It should give you a good start when you're planning your vacations. Our list starts a little east of Salt Lake City in a town called Park City, Utah, home to the 2002 Olympic Winter Games. Now, this city offers year-round fun for the entire family. Woodward Park City, which just opened, it's a world-class year-round action sports area. It features 60 areas of sports and mountain parks. Snowboarding, skiing, mountain biking, as well as indoor-outdoor facilities that accommodate skateboarding, BMX, scooter, parkour, and cheer. I, do you know what parkour is? <laughs> it is. If you watch The Office, you know what parkour is. I, I did not. I missed The Office. You I, can't You can't say it normally. You have to say parkour. You have to say it like that. <laughs> what is parkour? Oh, it's, it's well, uh, as they explained in The Office, uh, <laughs> getting from one place to another as creatively as possible. So, you know, you're going from one room to another. You may, you may do a little flip on the couch, a little bounce, a little roll, a flip, and you know, it's so basically how my children get through our house on an everyday. That's parkour. I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah, just think about your two boys and uh, <laughs> you got parkour. Now it's it was you know it was a big deal years ago, but uh, now I think now it's really a joke. But <laughs> now, now, so I'm really curious what kind of facilities they have to accommodate parkour. You know, I have no idea of it. When I I saw this, I thought I, I've got to investigate this. Like, yeah. How do you offer parkour as a as a vacation option, I, come do parkour. <laughs> do you just pad everything and just hope for the best? Or I, I don't know. Anyway. Sign this insurance waiver first, though. <laughs> yes. Well, the facility also has two tubing lanes serviced by two service lifts with the longest tubing lanes in Utah. That's, I guess that, that can go on a t-shirt, right? I don't know. That could. It's, <laughs> we have, let's see, we have that here in Stone Mountain. We have some that's tubing true. lanes. Yeah. These are the longest in the world in Utah. That's that's what they say. Do, do we know how long these are? I know. We we should go just to measure. I, I think that would be <laughs> entirely appropriate. Uh, uh, you know, you get to that age where you ride roller coasters and your brain just feels joggled. Yes. Do you get that way? Yes. I um the the roller coaster at Animal Kingdom at Disney, yes. which is called uh, Everest. The Everest. Yeah, that's it. I can ride that once, uh-huh. maybe twice. You're talking three times, and I'm down for the day. I yeah. am. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, if you like tubing, hey, great. But I'm not sure. After about a mile, I'd be ready. What does this thing end? Looking for an off ramp, right? <laughs> well, Woodward is open 365 days and nights for your parkour or tubing 
or BMX or skateboarding enjoyment. Just remember, you have to say parkour like that. Parkour. Okay. Parkour. All right. Well, close by, the Utah Olympic Park offers free museums based on the Olympic experience. In the winter, visitors 16 years of age and up can take a trip down the bobsled track. Now, you don't get okay. to drive. They have a, they have a bobsled ex- expert who will drive you down, but that, that still sounds fun, right? So the guy that's driving the bobsled. Yes, you're just, you're just <laughs> hanging like, off for dear life. <laughs> okay. I, I've had guides, you know, uh, rafting down the river, but yeah. you, need a, you actually need a guide for a bobsled. Well, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Okay, Somebody's got to drive. I don't know. All right, I'm just trusting. <laughs> now, the little ones can explore the playground and climbing structures at the Discovery Zone while teens can zip line and do ropes courses. Uh, that's cool. So uh, Park City, if you're a skiing family, this is your spot. Park, Park City has 426 downhill trails on 9,326 acres. Wow. Lots of skiing. Park City Mountain is the largest ski resort in the U.S., while Deer Valley is one of the mo- a country's most popular luxury mountain resorts. In the warmer months, Park City is home to several festivals like the Deer Valley Music Festival, the Kimball Arts Festival, and Park Silly Sunday Market. Park City is also home to Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. So let's swing over to the East Coast for our next stop, Hudson Valley, New York. Now, I got to tell you, Dan, as I was researching this, I made the mistake of opening this in front of my children. Uh Uh, It took about an hour to two hours to get them to stop asking me questions about when we were going (laughs) to Hudson Valley. And that is because of they are building the world's largest Legoland in Hudson Valley. It's the largest, like I said, the largest Legoland resort. Offers 50 rides, shows, and attractions. Now, I can't blame your kids because, honestly, I would love to go to Legoland. Well, this one offers an exclusive ride. It's called the Lego Factory Adventure Ride, and it employs some state-of-the-art technology that actually creates images of the riders in Lego form. Oh, that's cool. So you get to become a Lego. I got to tell my nephews about this. They love Legos. Yes. It opens July 4th. I'm actually getting ahead of myself in the script, but it it opens July 4th, 2020. Now, beyond all the glory of Legoland, uh, Hudson Valley is basically a 10-county area, and it's home to the Trailside Museum and Zoo. In Hillsdale, New York, which is part of the Hudson Valley area, the Catamount Adventure Park is an aerial forest adventure that features 12 courses, including two 2,000 zipline courses. All right, how are you on ziplines? Uh, I am overweighted for those. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you do with heights? Uh, I don't do well with heights. I am, you know, the the older that I've gotten and the larger that I've gotten, I realize gravity has a very distinct hold on me, and I don't really like to be in situations where, you know, I could come falling down like a very heavy rock. So right. I, I would have to leave that to others. But Orange County in the Hudson Valley area is home to West Point and the United States Marine Academy. All right. Which has a pretty amazing museum on campus. I've actually been to that one. Danny, you are yeah. a Marine. Yeah. Have you been to that museum? No, I haven't been to this one. I've, I've been to the Marine Corps Museum you know, outside D.C. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It, it's really cool. This but. one's cool. West Point is, it's just for the nostalgia, just for the history of it, it's it's very cool. So yeah. if you're taking a family trip in that area, that would be well worth a stop. But that's just Definitely. a small sample of the Hudson Valley, New York area. There's plenty, plenty to offer families for a vacation in that area. So we're going to swing it back to the West Coast. I feel like we're getting whiplash here a little bit. We're going right. East Coast, West Coast. 
But we're going to go to beautiful Catalina Island, California. Have you ever been there, Dan? No. It is absolutely gorgeous. This, again, caters to, to your outdoor families and, and harbors some of the most idyllic scenery in the world. Uh, this gym's an hour boat ride from the Southern California shore, presents opportunities to hike, bike, and camp with one-of-the-kind views of the coastline at the new trailhead site that they've developed. Families can rent golf carts to explore, or they can do the, they have a zipline eco tour, or you can choose to lounge at one of the three pristine beaches on the island. Catalina Island is also home to the Flying Fish Tour. I mean, who doesn't want to see flying fish, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that. I mean, they actually do fly. So um, they have year-round events on the island, which obviously benefit from the wonderful climates of Southern California. Now, the island has plenty of accommodations that fit just about every budget, and it includes the gorgeous 100-year-old Hotel Atwater, which was opened in 1920 by the Wrigley family and recently renovated. Yeah, you know, okay, since we're on the West Coast, I've not been to Catalina Island, but I was stationed in California for a while, was able to go out to to the beach a few times, and we actually did rappelling. Okay. You know, in our training. Yeah. Um, in the Marines, down into the Pacific, you know, right. to a beach. And the scenery's phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. And I'll be in California in uh, in a couple of months. And I, that's one of the things I want to do is just go out. Because, you know, if with airfare being what it is and the, the airlines competing to give those good rates, this is a very feasible trip. Sure. And the scenery is incredible. Well, and I, I'll tell you, I was having a drive from San Francisco to, I think we were going to LA. And so our big idea was we were going to take the 101 all the way down. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you've been on the 101. <laughs> um, so it is right on the cliff. It felt like yeah. with no guardrails. Yeah. And I think everyone else on the West coast had that same idea. Yeah. And so after about, I think it was an hour and a half and we had maybe gone 20 miles. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, this is beautiful. We're headed to the interstate. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and I didn't put this, since we're in California, I didn't put this city on the list, but San Diego, San Diego mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is a wonderful stop. If for no other reason, especially with kids, the San Diego Zoo. Yeah. The San Diego Zoo is unlike any other zoo I have ever been to. If you, because we, we thought, okay, we're going to give it six hours. And then, you know, we're going to do, go do some other stuff. We didn't see half of it in six hours. And I think mm-hmm. they've opened like a completely different part of the park since then. So oh, San wow. Diego is definitely in the beaches, uh, the gaslight district, gas lamp district yeah. downtown. Just gorgeous, gorgeous. So take a couple of days, set a couple of days aside for the zoo then. Yes. And yeah. I, I will also, this is not on the list either, but we were coming from, I think when we hit back the interstate, we wound up going, it was close to Bakersfield. See, I'm going off script. This is why you don't never go off But we ran into the Jelly Belly Factory. Oh, wow. It was awesome. You got there was a tour. You got to sample all the crazy, you know, jelly yeah. beans. And they do have some crazy flavors now. They do. They do. And they have uh yeah, the the tour was awesome. I think the tour took maybe 45 minutes, but you actually get to watch them make all the different flavors and what yeah. goes into all that. And then at the end you get to sample jelly bean. You get to come out with a little care package and 
It was yummy. So you know, I, and, and they, they've gotten pretty brutal with those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh that, yes. There's yeah. that game where you don't yes. know what you're going to get. Oh my god. My gosh. favorite Jelly Belly is buttered popcorn. But I like. I like it. My wife hates it, but I love it. I think that is one of the best flavors. Yes. You slip somebody a vomit flavor. That's oh. just mean. <laughs> my, Funny, but mean. My kids played that game right in front of me, and I, you know, they're sitting there gagging, and I'm about to throw up because. <laughs> I mean, what what are the flavors was booger? I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> what flavors? I don't even I don't even want to get into that. Um, yeah, I I sidetrack, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. But we are going to stay with the sweetness because we're going mm-hmm. to the sweetest place on earth now, yes, Hershey, sir. Pennsylvania. Yes, home to the Hershey Chocolate Company and one of my favorite vices in the world, oh, you, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You got that right. That is that is good stuff. Hershey Park was originally created. Uh, as a leisure grounds for the employees of the chocolate factory, and it's now a major theme park. Area also is hosting an arena and a sports facility that include a minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. Now, new in 2020 will be a $150 million edition called Hershey's Chocolate Town. Whoa. Yeah. This new area will host the park's largest theme restaurant, an ice cream parlor with, get this, personal ice creamologist. Creamologist. Yeah, we, I got to get exists. some more information on that. And then Candemonium, the tallest, fastest, longest roller coaster in the park. And yes, there are many places in the park to sample this wonderful chocolate. You can even create your own candy bar. Yeah. Oh, mine would have, it just end up being a Reese's. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah, mine too. Um, Zoo America give visitors, gives visitors the opportunity to see animals and plants that are native to North America. And they have a children's garden with Hershey Kiss-shaped water misters, uh, water as well as a butterfly atrium. Water mister? Yeah, you're hot during the summer. Yeah. You know the water, the cool zones, cool zones. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, I've seen those. Okay, yeah. So Hotel Hershey is a great place to stay. It's the it's an official resort in the park. It's a AAA Four Diamond Resort. The hotel has 276 rooms, including 48 cottages. Uh, the rooms here fill up quick, so definitely make plans as early as possible. There really is something special about Hershey. I, I love all the nostalgia, but it's a modern resort, a modern theme park, and it smells awesome. Oh, I'll bet. It is definitely some place to go. You know, uh, th- again, I'm sidetracking, but uh, Reese's is my favorite candy, and word got out to my students. And so at Christmas, guess what I got? I saw your haul. I don't it see is, any that you brought with you. Um, I, they're gone. <laughs> Be, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I lost all this weight over the summer. Forget yeah. it. I can't yeah. get back. Yeah. These kids are brutal. I got to tell you, it's worth it. Reese's, I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be fluffy, yeah. Reese's is the way to get there. That's that's <laughs> definitely the way to go. All right. So we're going to end up the domestic swing here in one of my favorite cities yes. in the world and a former home of mine, mm-hmm. Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So. Music City has somehow become the bachelorette capital of the U.S. I'm, I'm not really sure how that happened. Yeah, I've seen that. It's unbelievable. You've got, you know, these women on these, um, gosh, they're like bars on wheels yeah. where they have to pedal. Yeah, what do you call it? I've tried to explain it. Like, is it a cart? What is it? Uh, so it's, it's a rolling bar. It's It looks like a bad, a bunch of bad decisions going on <laughs> at one time. That's what it looks like. I don't know. But and they have trucks, too. You, you have the uh, whole back of a truck just to party. Yeah, that music blast also seems like a bad idea. But uh, but going past this recent phenomenon, the town is an entertaining family destination as well. So downtown Nashville is chock full of restaurants and good times, including Laser Quest, which is a three-story 
laser tag mm-hmm. center where uh, I have personally been there and had a good time. Now, just don't be that person that holds up in the corner for the entire game or the adult that follows the child, zapping the child to get a high. No, no, no. I've no, seen no, it. No, no. You just don't want to be that guy. No, you don't You don't want to just follow somebody and shoot them. But I, I'm going to confess something, though. Yeah, uh, Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> but when, you know, my daughters were younger, we played laser tag. <laughs> Oh, no. So put together laser tag with Marine. Oh. And my instant, you know, reaction was, all right, Zoe, you you cart, <laughs> you take this. Perimeter, you get the flank. <laughs> you take this flank. And there's nobody behind us. And every time anybody popped out, we're just zapping them. That's awesome. And so, so you dominated. We, is what you're we absolutely dominated. <laughs> Team Marine Corps. I'm I was that dad. I'm sorry. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. The Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. It's an interesting look at music in the southern United States. It's worth a look even if you're not a country music fan. I'm not a huge country music fan, but there's so much in that museum that's worth looking at, especially mm-hmm. if, you, if you just love music in oh, general. It's a it's good place a, to go. Yeah, it's incredible. So if you do go, make sure you stop by Hat Showprint, one of my favorite little shops in Nashville for a retro cool letterpress souvenir. They, they do the old show like... Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to say banner, but like a uh, yeah. uh, poster kind of thing. Poster. Or, oh, thank yeah, you. There you go. There you <laughs> the go. word All poster right. was just not in my brain at that it's moment. Good. But I got my dad like a vintage Elvis 1965 yeah. poster. That Really cool stuff there. So make sure you give them a look. Yeah. Um, and do yourself a favor. Uh-huh. I don't care who's playing at the Ramen Auditorium. Exactly. You have to go. The Mother go. Church is, it's hands down the best place to listen to live music anywhere in the world. I don't care where. It yeah. is absolutely phenomenal yeah i'm gonna say i'm not a country fan yeah there's basically only two types of music i don't like one of them is pretty much country yep. but well. you know i do appreciate good music sure so i was there in march and it, there's there's something magical about it because mm-hmm. you're you're there just seeing all this history yeah and whether you like them or not these are iconic people in the music yeah. world and, and you're going wow this is where this happened it is something really cool, even if you're not a country fan. Yeah, the acoustics and the rhyming. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they did to make it so special. But yeah, I, music just sounds better there. It is now, great. You're not going to be comfortable there because they do have the old school church pews. Yeah, that are not comfortable. But uh-huh. but the music there is just it's phenomenal. So yeah. the summer months, check out a, a show at Ascend Amphitheater. It's an outdoor amphitheater there downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, Nash, downtown Nashville obviously hosts many events throughout the year. Yeah. Um, whatever fanfare is called now. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, where they have all the country artists where you can come yeah. in and they have parties and music. And that's definitely worth a look. Um, obviously, the Titans NFL team and the NHL Predators play there. Yeah. MLS uh, Nashville uh, is opening play, I think, this season. And if traffic is cooperative, a mere 15 minutes away gets you access to Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Yeah. This is a mammoth hotel. And it's something to see all by itself. The kids will love the recently opened indoor water park. It's called Sound Waves, already considered one of the 12 best indoor water parks in the country. So in that area, the Grand Ole Opry is there as well. Mm-hmm. Used to be started at the Ryman, now it moved out to... Yeah. Uh, to the Grand Ole Opry, where it is now by the Opryland Hotel. And the big mall and everything is there, too. And yep. that, that's a cool experience. Opry too. Mills, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, going to the Opry. Yep. 
So actually, when I was there, uh, I actually worked for Country Music Television for a while, mm -hmm. which used to be part of the whole Gaylord Opryland conglomerate. Um, they are starting a new country music channel called Circle. Okay. Which, uh, you know, if you're tired of Dukes of Hazard reruns <laughs> and every other crappy show they have on CMT now, which yes. they hardly ever show music, you can actually mm. turn over to Circle and actually listen to music. So oh, That's cool. <laughs> and what happened to MTV, right? I mean, well, CMT actually even... is run by MTV now, which oh, is it? it's the whole thing is just, you know, I mean, yeah. there's with VH1, none of it plays. I don't know. We're going to sound yeah, like old. I know here. it's old. <laughs> it's old news, man. All right. But a backstage tour at the Grand Ole Opry yes. is one of the coolest things that you can do in town. So oh definitely do that. Yeah. I, I, you standing there and you're, you're going, this is Johnny Cash's yeah. dressing room. Yep. That's super cool to me. I don't know why, but there's memorabilia. There's it's even again, even if you're not a country music fan, definitely give it a try. Just you'll yeah. appreciate the history of all. And I didn't realize this, but when I did the tour, you know, if you have a favorite country star and there, and, and you have to actually be a member of the Opry, yeah. Which okay, so I learned that you can actually write letters to the Opry addressed to those stars because they all have their own mailboxes there. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's kind of a way to, you know, get in touch with your favorite artist that, that's a member. Yep. Well, a shameless plug, Nashville's also home to yep. the most amazing college experience in the world. <laughs> yeah. Known as Belmont University. It's right at the end of Music Row. Beautiful Belmont University. Definitely worth a stop if you're in Nashville. And I warn you, parents, if your kids are with you, if they step foot on campus, they're going to immediately want to make this their place for their college home. So yeah. yep. just want to go ahead and warn everybody, but mm -hmm. it's definitely worth a stop. And finally, if you're traveling with, with older children, teens, plan a trip to the Bluebird Cafe in the West End area of Nashville. Most people consider Nashville to be the home of country music, which it is, but the real lifeblood of the city is songwriting. Some mm -hmm. of the most incredible songwriters on the planet call Nashville home. And many of them perform at the Bluebird Cafe. So here, here you'll hear the stories behind the songs by the people that actually wrote them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw one in here, Rob. Okay. Uh, you, you really, if you're in Nashville, you need to go to RCA Studio. Yes. That is, I mean, I love the Opry. I love all the, you know, the museum, everything. The RCA Studio was magic. My, my youngest daughter and I are kind of like the same person. We have all the same interests. And one of her favorite artists is Skeeter Davis. Mm. who unfortunately has passed away now. But, uh, you know, I, you're in RCA studio. You're, you're sitting in that room where she recorded, where Elvis recorded, yeah. and tons of people. And right next to my chair is the X, where, where they found to be the best acoustic place in the room to record. And so they're playing music by these, you know, iconic stars. Yeah. And I'm looking at the X going, wow, this is where Skeeter stood, and they're playing her song. It's a super magic thing if you're into music. Yeah. Um, and also, I I wanted to play Elvis's piano. They asked for a volunteer, so I was about to do it. But one of our kids wanted to play, so I and I, you didn't I, shove him out of the way. I, no, I didn't. I I let her take you know have her moment. But I did go over and hit a G chord. So I, nice. I played one G chord on Elvis's piano. So I got that. Go, hey, look sister. a giraffe, and you push her out yeah. of the way. Clink, clink. Yeah. <laughs> she she did a great job. She's a beautiful voice. But. Well, and that's great because that's still on Music Row. And Music Row is not really what it used to be. It used to be, you know, record label after record label. Well, now yeah. with the music business being what it is, mm -hmm. it's it's really a lot different. It's not it doesn't hold the same gravitas as it used to hold, but yeah. it's, it's still Music Row. There's still it a is. lot of history there. So oh, yeah, tons. It's definitely worth giving it a look. Nashville has changed so much in the last... Gosh, 10 to 15 years, whereas most of the country was in the recession, 
um, many years ago, Nashville just kept kept growing, kept yeah. building. So yeah, thrived. it's definitely worth giving it a look. Um, so that's my list for the domestic family travel. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what do you have on the international side? Well, if you're ambitious and you want to venture outside of the United States, there are a few interesting things going on in 2020. I'll start with Jamaica. And it's, and I'll start with this one because, you know, we're just talking about music. And if you're a music person, this might be fun. Jamaica and Negril, they mark Bob Marley's, his birthday every year. But this year is his 75th birthday. Nice. Yeah. And so they, they have all kinds of celebrations planned. His birthday is actually February the 6th. But there's a big birthday bash, and it's going to be from February, February 1st to the 6th. And it's on One Love Drive. And of course. <laughs> when Come on. Say, I feel like I should be playing Barry White when I say <laughs> One Love Drive. <laughs> anyway, it's, um, but they have some really cool things going, um, like drumming. Okay, and I, I'm going to read this. Junkanoo dancers. I'm assuming that's just uh, some sort of ethnic Sounds like it could be. I didn't sure. really re research what is a Junkanoo dancer. We need to but look it, at that. That's yeah, it sounds cool. A lot of great Jamaican food, and they're going to have a lot of performances, obviously reggae, but some of those acts are actually Bob Marley's kids. Ziggy, oh, nice. Damien, who is nicknamed Junior Gong. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go see Ju Ziggy and Junior Gong. <laughs> I don't know why it has that nickname, but we'll uh, run with it. Uh, and, and it'll also be a... If, you know, if this is your thing, a competition for the best Bob Marley impersonation. That just sounds fun. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a yeah. huge reggae fan, but that, just, that just sounds fun. Yeah. Of course, you're going to get you're going to get the beach and you're going to get all the, the normal things you get in Jamaica. So that might be a cool. And I, I don't think and you may know this better as a travel agent extraordinaire, but I don't know that that trip would be enormously expensive. I will tell you, there is a, uh, there is, I, I had to look for some clients for Jamaica not too long ago, and there are some really affordable options in Jamaica, including a Holiday Inn, which is an all-inclusive, that mm -hmm. the price, I had to, I actually had to call the hotel yeah. and double check the price because I'm <laughs> like, there's no way, that can't be an all-inclusive. Yeah. And I called the, and they're like, Yaman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there are definitely some affordable options for Jamaica. Yeah, so that's a really cool 2020 option. Of course, that's coming soon, so check into that now. I'm going to move over to the other side, to Japan. Mm. Now, that's a big thing um, because they'll be hosting the 2020 Summer Olympics. This is going to be from July 24th to August 9th in Tokyo. Now, you may or may not know that they hosted in 64 as well. And I did not know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand because it's been so long is that when, when they hosted in 64, a lot of people really saw this as a radical transformation to that country mm -hmm. because they were just doing everything they could to renovate and, and get everything the way it should be for those games. So they'll be using a lot of those same venues again, but even some new stuff as well. Now, according to some organizers of the event, I read this quote that this will be the most innovative ever organized and will rest on three fundamental principles to transform the world. Those principles are striving for and achieving your personal best. Also, the second one is accepting one another. They call that unity and diversity. And their third one is passing on a legacy for the future, which they call connecting tomorrow. So this is their their theme that they're keeping in mind as they're doing all the preparations. You're going to see, um, 
well, there was there were some reform groups advocating for some changes in the games to the committee, and they've real the committees really tried to keep those in mind as they're planning this event, mm-hmm. and so they're going to use some of the same venues built for the sixty four games. Classic is the Nippon Budokan. Mm. I mean, that's that's yeah. standard, you know, and they'll be using that for the judo. Okay, there's also the Baji Cohen Park that'll be used for the equestrian events. And they'll use the Yoyogi National Gymnasium yeah, for, the, for oh, handball. Oh, Yoyogi, I'm sorry. Yoyogi. Yeah, boo-boo. No. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about Yogi, but I was more thinking that he, 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 when you say Yoyogi, he's kind of like, Yoyogi. He's gotta, yeah, that's much so, better. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> but Yogi's cool. Um, now, the Tokyo <laughs> National Stadium will also be used. Uh, this is supposed to be completely revamped and replaced by a new arena. Uh, this is also where the opening, closing ceremonies are going to take place and the athletic competitions. Yeah, I think that's great because a lot, a lot of countries really go into serious debt to put on the Olympics. But you know, just from the experience here in Atlanta, it's it's a worthwhile thing. Yeah, to go to an Olympics just just to be in the middle of all of that and and see all the all the different cultures and. Yeah. It's just worth it. And plus, you know, this one, I think it's awesome that they're going to be playing Mario Kart in the Olympics. That's not true. That's, that's not true. <laughs> we hope one day it'll that, happen. I would, that's the only chance I have of maybe being in the Olympics. <laughs> we'll call the committee. And I, and I got to work the 96 Olympics. And I got to go as, an, as a, a helper or a worker. I got to go to the dress rehearsal of the opening ceremonies. And that's awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And you may remember Muhammad Ali was the one that lit the torch. So I got to see him and all this stuff. So did they do that in the rehearsal? They did. Or, okay. Well, they, I, don't, I don't remember if they actually lit it. Okay. But I remember him but going But you knew up. he was going to be there because yes. that was like a huge, tightly kept secret. So, Yeah, it's been a while. But yeah. I think we knew at that point. Okay. I'm not positive. Um, but I, And I don't remember if they lit the torch, but I do remember him going up. And yeah. All. It was cool. It was a really cool event. So check that out if you can. I'm going to move back over here to South America and go to Chile. Now, there's supposed to be a total solar eclipse in December of this year. And totality is going to be at 1.03 p.m. local time, December the 14th. Now, this is supposed to last over two minutes. thing you got to remember is that in Chile, a broken cloud cover over your head is pretty standard. So you'll need to make sure you're watching the forecast if that's one of the big things you want to see when you're down there. Um, the ideal location is Pucón, which if you're looking at a straight shot below the, the capital, Santiago, it's about a 400-mile as the crow flies. Okay. So this, is, this will take some time to get there, but I have a good friend and colleague who is, uh, was born in Chile, or actually she was raised in Chile. She loves all things Chile. Sure. So, I love Chile. Exactly. But she was telling me about... I was talking to her about Pucón, this place, and she said it's an absolute must-see. She was talking about how beautiful this place is. This is actually home of the Lago Villarica, which is the home of the National Park Administration of Villarica. I just like hearing you say that name. Oh, it's Villarica. Cool. There, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Um, but in, in Villarica, there are things to do. There's a huge lake there. The lake is there called Villarica also. You can do horseback riding tours, equestrian tours, trails, hiking trails, boat rentals, parasailing, paragliding, scuba and snorkeling, bike tours, eco tours. And of course, there's beach time 
but you get the um, surprise that a lot of the beaches are black sand beaches. That's see now I love being at the beach. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Oh yeah. So it'd be interesting to see the black sand and see what the. Yeah, you know, I'm very particular mm-hmm. about my sand. Exactly. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what the what the tactile, you know, yeah. what, what it's like to be on a black sand beach. Yeah, it's it's different. I've been to one in Hawaii before, but this would be a really cool adventure if you like the outdoors, if you like that, you know, that mountain feel because it is right next to a volcano. They have volcano excursions, and one of the things that I found out is that they mine onyx there. And so okay. you can find some really cool objects, furniture pieces, souvenirs that contain onyx. They're really pretty. So it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, so Chile might be an option for you. Last one is Dubai. You hear a lot of people talk about Dubai nowadays. Yeah. Well, they uh, basically built, I mean, the, everything's yeah. new, right? I mean, right. <laughs> and, and that's what I hear most is architecture. Yeah. So this is going to be home of the World Expo 2020, which will begin on October 20th of this year. It'll go through April 10 of 21. Is that like a World's Fair kind of yeah kind of situation? Yeah, yeah, a lot of exhibits and shows from all around the world. This you you can see some interesting. And of course, just being in Dubai, you're going to see some incredible things anyway, architecture and structures that they've built. But you'll see the world's biggest 360-degree project, projection service on the Isle of Wassel Plaza's steel dome. Hmm. So, I don't know. That might be pretty cool. Yeah. There's the Opportunity Pavilion. This is made of all natural materials, including 2,500 tons of stone and 111 kilometers of rope. Wow. There are over 200 food and beverage outlets. There are street cuisine, if you like that. I don't know how you feel about street cuisine, yeah, it could go either skeptic. way. Yeah. It could go either way. I get a little nervous about it sometimes, but... It can be really good or it can be a really long evening. Exactly. <laughs> yes, there are, but I know there are some diehard street cuisine people out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. They have a lot of family-friendly meals, unique dining options. They do have a rotating observation tower, if you want a bird's-eye view of the expo. Talent from all over the world is going to be performing at the Emirati Opera if you like that style of music and show. Now, if you're worried about the crowds, just know that the Expo 2020 is going to feature several different venues. One is the Al Forsan Park. Now, this thing alone hosts 2,500 people. The Al Wasil Plaza, as we mentioned a minute ago, holds more than 8,000 people. And the Jubilee Park holds 15,000 people. So hopefully the crowds will be manageable and people yeah. will be spread out. Now, apart from the expo itself, there are some cool things to see in, in Dubai. There's the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest tower. This is 828 meters high. The view is supposed to be incredible. Um, Hard pass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there, and at the top is the Top Sky Lounge. It's on the 148th floor. Yikes. Where you can have a meal. I personally am not a heights person. No, 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 no. I struggle a little bit with, uh, what's the one in Atlanta, the sundial that rotates? Yes. Yeah, I struggle a little bit with that. So small story real quick. Yeah. Uh, I was I had to stay in downtown Atlanta for something or another at the Marriott Marquis, which is I think 48 mm-hmm. stories high. Yeah. yeah. And I knew it was going to be an issue, uh, but I, I didn't want to be a problem when I was checking in. So I was on the, like the 30-something floor. Mm-hmm. I got to about the 10th floor. Yeah. 
and I tapped out. I had to go right back down to the front desk and go, I'm sorry, I cannot go up any further. So 100, I'm sorry, 148? 48. Yeah, no, thank you. There's just, mm -mm, can't do it. Well, another little side story. I I was on the Eiffel Tower once with with some students of mine, and they said, let's take the stairs down. (laughs) I said, you're crazy. I'm not taking the stairs down. That's all I can do to get on this elevator. And they say, well, no, no, look, they're doing construction. They've put up boards on the sides of the staircase. Now, was somebody videoing, videoing you while they were? <laughs> Not during this part, luckily. Okay. So I said, oh, well, you know, I, let's do it then. Ugh. So we go down about two flights, and then the boards end. <laughs> and I'm stuck, and I freeze. And so, you know, my students are like, come, come on, come on. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> and I'm just not wanting to move. How many, how many flights of stairs? I don't remember, but it was a lot. That nice. was from the second floor down, so it was quite oh a bit. Anyway, mm, yeah. yeah, heights are not my friend. But not either. You, you also have over 1,200 12, shops, there you go, and 150 restaurants. The Dubai Fountain is the world's largest choreographed fountain system. Oh. There's the difference. Okay. There are two shows during the day, but at night, starting at sundown, there's there are shows every 30 minutes until the final song plays at 11 p.m. So I'm sure it's like the Bellagio fountains with all the... Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I don't did, know why I'm doing this with my hands like anybody can yeah. see what I'm doing, but... <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I did read that the water, you know, spouts, whatever you call them, yeah. can go up to 100 feet, 100-something feet high. Wow. So... Now, there is the Palm Jumeirah. This is one of the largest man-made islands in the world. This is, this is a man-made island that's the shape of a palm tree. Mm-hmm. So you might want to check that out on Google Earth. It'd be pretty cool. Lots of high-end hotels. This is a good place to stay if you like that waterfront feel. Uh, there's also a monorail system that connects the mainland system's tram. And so it's really, they, from everything I read, it's super easy to get there and get around. Cool. Yeah, and if you like shopping, dining, uh, beach all in one place, there's Jumeirah Beach. They have DJs on the weekends, open-air cinema, water park. They also have a pedestrian bridge that goes to the Blue Waters Island. And, uh, this is home to the world's second Caesars Palace. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's called the Caesar Palace Blue Waters, Dubai. They have the Cove Beach and lots of restaurant and lounges. And I think that's about the end of my world list for this. I know in Dubai, they if for the theme park junkie like me, I yeah. know that they're they're constantly building. I think there's a Ferrari theme park. Oh. There's all kinds of stuff going in Dubai, and I'm probably as soon as we read this, they just built something else. So probably <laughs> they they're continually building. Yeah. So stay tuned for a word from our sponsor, The Language Tutor. When we get back, we're going to talk some travel gadgets for 2020. Stick with us. Hi, friends. Danny Evans here, and I want to tell you about The Language Tutor, your one-stop YouTube channel for learning languages. You ever wanted to learn Spanish or French or know someone that wants to learn English? Well, you can find great lessons for language learning on our channel, The Language Tutor. Just simply go to YouTube and type in The Language Tutor, and you'll find our channel there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and click that notification bell so that you'll never miss any of our great lessons that come in every single week. I hope to see you on The Language Tutor.
All right, the beginning of the year is an excellent time to talk about travel gadgets to put on your list for 2020. Now, now just to be clear, neither of us receive any compensation for, men, for mentioning these items or, you know, even if you decide to purchase them, we, we, don't, we don't have anything to do with that. So all the items that we're going to mention are on our Family Vacationer Pinterest board. That's pinterest.com slash thefamilyvacationer. So one thing that I'm suggesting to my clients is to put a digital copy of your travel documents and place it on a flash drive. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that has credit card information, but just yeah. your travel documents along with a hard copy. Yes. Um, but use a flash drive that will go on your keychain. Mm -hmm. The flash drive that I have on our Pinterest board is 128 gig flash drive jewel 80. Now, the other find that I have is something called a smart box. Now, I've discussed that I think it's vital to bring a battery charger with you wherever you go on your travels. Uh, the airlines are getting a little wonky about that for yeah. various reasons. Mm -hmm. But if you're a CPAP user like I am, any power outage means zero sleep. Right. I cannot sleep without my CPAP machine. Yeah. And the battery backups that the CPAP uh, companies mm -hmm. will try to sell you are $300, $400, they're extremely expensive. Wow. But at a $109 price point, yeah. it's much cheaper to use the smart box. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great option if you're camping. You need to be able to power a CPAP or charge phones or whatever. Uh, but you also have the ability to attach a solar panel to recharge a smart box. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't come with it. You have to buy it separately, but it is a cool option. That's definitely worth it, though, in the long run, I think. Yes. Putting the money up. Uh, uh, just one, one other thing. You can't fly with a smart box. Just There is some discussion. I actually contacted the people that make the smart box. Conceivably, you can take it with you in your carry-on but even that seemed yeah. a little iffy. So uh -huh. if you're flying, you may or may not be able to take it. I wouldn't risk it yeah. just because you don't want to, I mean, $109, you don't want to leave that exactly. with TSA. Yeah, that's a big loss. Yep. Now don't laugh, Dan. All right. Compression socks. These beauties can change your life in the best way. I have a pin on Pinterest there for Wonderlust Air Travel Compression Socks. They're magical. Right. I'm telling I gotta, you. I got to hear about compression socks. Now, these socks offer arch and heel support that works wonders for those suffering from plantar fasciitis. I don't know if you've ever had suffered with that. It, it's no, awful. No. These socks are awesome. But they're good for a cir your circulation, for alleviating diabetic, diabetic swelling and arthritis. Wearing these socks makes a huge difference while you're flying. It keeps the circulation going. But also for my theme park warriors, all right, sleeping in these after your cursory 10-mile walk <laughs> through the park can yeah. make you a new person for the next day. $17, that's nothing for the kind of relief that I'm talking about. You sleep in these puppies, you're ready to go the next day. So I'm just thinking back to the last time I was at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I mean, we literally walked until my feet were just sort of numb and oh, moving yeah. on their own. Yes. We went back and chilled for an hour or two and hit it again. Yep. Uh, that's That would be an amazing find. Now, this kind of takes us down the rabbit hole a little bit here, but yeah, there's some things with that. I see people in flip-flops, and I've even done that at theme yeah, parks. Yeah, That's insane. Uh, you got to wear shoes that. that have arch support. And exactly. even then, if you change your shoes during the day, they tell you, I got some advice to take two pairs of shoes, and I'm like, why would I want to? Yeah, right. But if you change it up, it does make a difference. I don't know huh. somebody else smarter than I can speak to why. But, I guess. Uh, uh, changing your socks during the day. But if you... Get back to the hotel, you resort, you get, you take a shower, you're going to sleep, you put on these compression socks. It will absolutely help you for the next day. You're going down to the pool for some serious relaxation. You're overheating your chair and you want to take a little dip in the pool. Right. 
what to do with that wallet that you mistakenly brought with you. Because you, they, you always bring the wallet, exactly. even when you don't want to. Or your other valuables. All right, enter the SafeGo portable indoor-outdoor lockbox safe with both key and combination access. That's pretty cool. Yes. So you attach this lockbox through the lounge chair nearby table or light pole, and you can swim in the pool or lazy river, whatever, until your heart's content knowing that your stuff is safe. Now, this is a big $44.95 mm. price point. It's entirely reasonable for the peace of mind that it brings. So I was at Cabana Bay yep. not too long ago. We did a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. I brought down i didn't even i didn't even bring my wallet like normally yeah. i mistakenly bring my wallet yeah i always get down there and go what in the world <laughs> did i bring it? this for yeah this time i just brought the credit cards and the idea was i was going to put them in you know in, in men's bathing suits they have a little place where you can put them not yeah. not the pockets but on the inside, inside. of the bathing suit yeah i wasn't comfortable it just it mm. didn't feel like they were going to stay in there and i didn't want to like lose my credit cards exactly because you lose those at you know universal disney you're in trouble you're in trouble so, yeah, I was just thinking, man, if there was just a place that I could store my credit cards, mm-hmm. here it is. Yeah. The Safe Go Portable Indoor Outdoor Lockbox, lockbox Safe. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth a shot there. Absolutely. I feel certain that we mentioned on a previous show the dearth of outlets on a cruise ship, right? Yes. Didn't we talk about that? We did. We did. Most hotel rooms never seem to have as many as you need either, mm-hmm. especially if you're traveling you know, a family of five. You've yeah. got a teenager they're going to take up eight outlets just themselves. Oh, so, easy, yeah. But everyone has a phone, iPad, and more that they want to charge. So the OneBeat Power Strip that's listed on our Pinterest page yeah. has four USB outlets and three regular outlets for charging bliss. Yes. So the Amazon listing that we have on the Pinterest page, mm-hmm. also it's a two-pack for the retail price of $35.99 as of this recording. Mm-hmm. So th- these are cruise ship approved, which is important because I think I mentioned. Very important. I just brought a regular power strip that that we had laying around, and it was confiscated. Yeah. I had to go down to deck two, <laughs> which I felt like I was going to be in the water at some the point. Naughty deck. Yeah, and they're like looking at me like, "Oh, so you brought them?" You know, I had to check it out and <laughs> whatever. So this is approved. This is approved. All right. um, you can't just carry any old multi outlet aboard a modern cruise ship. So. Check out the One Beat Power Strip. Mm-hmm. So finally, on uh, a recent flight across the country, reminded me how important noise-canceling headphones can be. Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're next to someone that's a chatty Cathy uh-huh. or is snoring or is tar- talking loudly to the person on the other side of them or talking on the phone loudly, which, anyway, that's a whole other yeah. story. yeah. These are almost a necessity. Now, many companies now make a noise-canceling headphones. But for my money, Bose is still the absolute king and queen of the industry. Oh, yeah. They make good stuff. Yeah. The one that that we have listed on the Pinterest page, I think, is a $3.99 price point. So it's a hefty hefty price point. You have a story, I, I feel like. I feel like you have a story. You're laughing. Sorry. I was just thinking, you know, noise canceling on flights are great. Yeah. But if they could invent nose canceling, <laughs> because I was on a flight to Amsterdam. Oh, no. And a guy took his shoes off. Oh. And you would not believe. So I think maybe in the future we should do at least part of a show on travel etiquette. Travel? Uh, that's a genius show if I, everybody would listen to it. I don't understand what would, uh, why you would think taking off your shoes in an airplane 
Yeah, is the thing to do. I, 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 just, I'm talking seven, eight rows back. People are pulling the the flight attendants. The flight attendants are in. You know, they have to go and talk. It was amazing. Yeah, I don't want to throw my uh, teenage daughter under the bus here, but if she did that, <laughs> people would literally be telling the pilot to land the plane immediately <laughs> in the water. In the water, they would not care just to get out of that plane. So, <laughs> oh well, Dan, that that was a super long episode. First episode of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, be sure to reach out to us at rob at thefamilyvacationer.live or danny at thefamilyvacationer.live. Tell us what you think of the show, good, bad, indifferent. Yeah, love to hear from you. Um, if you have topics you'd like us to cover, just let us know. You can also interact with us on Instagram and Facebook. So join us in two weeks for Cruising 101. That should be a fun episode. Yep. All right, till next time. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.